Yeah, good evening. Welcome back. Um, I'm Ismail Akhirin. Um, we've, we've hit winter. I think we've hit winter. And with it comes the um, inevitable spike um, in, in COVID uh, infections. We are, according to, to the Minister for Health, uh, fast approaching the surge. So we should uh, brace ourselves for an exponential rise. But um, so what we've got is, you know, we've had uh, cigarettes people complaining about not being able to buy cigarettes. We've had alcohol people complaining about not being able to buy alcohol. We've had surfers complaining about not being able to surf. Uh, children, you know, people are saying children should go back to school. Others saying children shouldn't go back to school. And now we've had the taxis. So, you know, it's in, in with with respect to the the virus, it seems like business as, as usual. But um, I want to, uh, you know, I came across uh, an, an interesting um, bit of uh, reading uh, this weekend uh, by a, 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 the editor and founder of Wavescape South Africa, who's a surf reporter, author, journalist, and lecturer in wave dynamics. And it was it was really fascinating, as you you will know, I've probably mentioned. On this, uh, on the show before, uh, my interest in physics and 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 and, and, and science, and uh, Steve Pike, whom I've known for, I think it's almost three, four decades, is a former journalist full time, but he wrote about wave surge, surges uh, in the wake of this uh, this uh, the storm that we've been um, that we've experienced in the last few days. Welcome to the show, Steve. Hey, Ishmael, thank you, man. Thanks are, for having me. How are you? How have you been? I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm good. yeah. yeah. I, I, I told our magnificent producers, um, you know, Steve is, uh, you know, you know, there were, there were these, um, uh, surfers who protested and I said, mm. no, no, Steve's cool. Just, just, <laughs> Steve's smart. Steve's intelligent. Steve, Steve, um, I, I don't know if it was on AccuWeather or on IOL Online, where you you wrote about the um, the extreme surges that we can expect and the waves, the signs mm. of the waves. Would you want to give us mm. an introduction to that? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, the, the, there is a storm surge that will happen if the the center of the low pressure comes close to the coast. So, in our case. It came fairly close, but not too close. Mm-hmm. But what we had on top of that was a giant swell. Like, uh, you know, uh, we, basically we had like a storm that was twice the size of South Africa, um, sort of ganging up on us. But it 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 sort of uh, passed from west to east and scraped us. And you know, so a lot of people sort of go like, well, um, you know. A, a massive storm like that and huge wind, how does that actually impact on us? And, and people in the comfort of their homes under a dry roof don't necessarily appreciate the severity of the storm. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're a person in a boat uh, a little bit off the, off the shore, you, you, you definitely feel the brute force of it. I, I really, I really just, I, I don't want you to say it again, and I mean, you can if you like, but this was a storm that was bigger than South, the territory of South Africa. Yeah. No, it was a million square miles. It was double the, the, the nautical mile size, square mile size of South Africa. So it was a chunk of real estate out in the ocean. I mean, it, it happens often. People don't realize that every winter we get those storms. Mm. Um, 
but this one was the the first really major storm we've had this winter and um yeah just just brought like a humongous ocean and and yeah. uh, you know, a lot of people don't appreciate that like you know you look out your window and you just see white water and some waves yeah uh, but if you're in a boat, it would be a different story. Yeah, uh, Steve. Just for for the benefits of our, our listeners, I've you know I've heard you speaking before about swells and what is a large swell? How how would you describe a swell? And what are the factors that that make a, make it stronger than usual? Okay, so look, it could could take me an hour to describe it properly, but in in a tweet, I'd say that. Uh, Extreme wind over a, a long enough distance, over a long enough time, right. creates creates a swell. Uh-huh. If you're if you're if the swell if if you're at the end of the conveyor belt, mm-hmm. in other words, if if the storm is just bunched up against your country like this one did, right. and the storms come marching, sorry, the swells come marching off that conveyor belt uh, with with without any uh, distance to 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 elongate and form. You know, nice lines and swells that will travel through the ocean for many thousands of kilometers, but literally just bang right up against your your coastline. Um, you'll get you'll get severe swell sizes. Raw, you know, the raw energy that's coming straight off right. the storm, if you like. Now, in my in my small head, a swell literally means a rise in the water. Uh, so, so how does the a, uh, uh, this uh, how does it a swell then different from a wave. What, what and what waves? Uh, uh, what height of waves considered considered rough enough, according to the Douglas Sea Scale? Mm, well, that's a good question. So, so you would say, um, like ships have encountered waves of a hundred foot. I mean, I think uh, there's a famous case of a ship that uh, encountered a, a wave, and swell wave. It's kind of interchangeable, actually, but for surfers, a wave is when it's starting to break and become on the shore. A swell is in the deep ocean. But there was a ship that uh, measured a wave that was 115 feet high, and the only way that they could tell that is because there was a, a dude perched on a on the top of the mast of the ship, and he lined it up with the with the top of the of the swells, and the keel plus the length of the Mast was 115 feet, and that that was sort of like a very anecdotal, right. vaguely non-scientific way of. Yeah. of uh, but that was commonly regarded actually as one of the biggest um, sighted swells without people dying and the ships sinking. Right, and these swells are quite frequent, and they come off these storms. I mean, I'm sure that uh, uh, last night. At sort of roughly between 11 p.m. and 2 a.m., there were some pretty ginormous swells that that were propagating from the storm along the east coast and off the continental shelf. Yeah, I, I where I live, uh, I think you know where I live. Uh, it, I, I, I mm. literally, I thought I live in a container house. I literally thought the mm. container house was going to blow away. Really? Yeah, yeah. it was. Oh, it really. was really hard. Was, but you've just yeah. relocated to a new area as well. Um, yes. Let, let me. Ask, are you you wavescapes? Are you going um, deeper into and be, and becoming more active in uh, not forecasting, so so to speak, but uh, 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 you know, climatic work and and uh, work on the weather and the oceans? Look, I'd love to. I mean, 
I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunately not a, a BSc or a meteorologist by training. Right. I've sort of uh, learnt my way just as a surfer and as a journalist, and um, I've, I've, I've got to the fortunate position where I'm able to give um, lectures and, and presentations that are around uh, swell formation and storms and marine weather that seem to um, interest people and, and make, you know, bring about some kind of information transfer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would love to segue into more of that right, kind of right. work. And I think that with COVID, um, the webinar world and the world of digital sort of information and the fact that right. a lot of these, these this ocean um, – the, the the technology that 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 describes the data that mm-hmm. and analyzes the data that you get from the ocean is is um, very much topical and and and, and interesting. And, yeah. So and, and yeah, it is so becoming I, it's becoming more accessible to all the Doppler Doppler stuff. And, uh, Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. Um, now I, I remember from you know um, as I mentioned to our, our listeners um, earlier, and let me just remind them, uh, listeners, mm. that you know they can call in and uh, call us. We're talking to Steve Pike from Wavescape, uh, who is a surf reporter and an author, journalist, and lecturer. Uh, and if you want to get involved in the conversation, you can call us at 021-446-0567 or drop us a WhatsApp at 072-567-1567. Now, Steve, before I, I let you go, I also remember that mm. you – I remember somewhere, and, and I'm not going to – you know, I know there was food involved, and but you've served in some of the most remote parts of the world. Now, look, just on the back of that, I go to Kalimantan – in Borneo a lot, uh, mm. a few times, and you've surfed in some of the most amazing places. Yeah, I mean, I guess I have. I'm lucky. I've been fortunate to um, have, like, barter arrangements with some boat operators in certain places in the Mentawa Islands in Indonesia. But you know what? I'm not really – I mean, there are people there are people that have gone far deeper and far further in terms of remote locations than I have. I've, I, I guess I'm just your – your run-of-the-mill surfer that's that's uh, had the privilege and and been fortunate to have travelled to some pretty cool places, mm-hmm. but um, from from what friends of mine have said and from other uh, sources, there are many other amazing places in this world that that uh, yeah. I haven't been to. Yeah. <laughs> Let me just warn you. I mean, and this is not going to come from me because I don't I don't like uh, no I don't like I don't like personally making predictions and I avoid people who make predictions. So let me just warn you, people are going to start asking you to make predictions <laughs> because you can't really predict these things. But uh, No, you can't. You can't. You, you can't. can't. Well, you can. I mean, I can predict waves. I'm fairly good at predicting waves within a, sort of a 4 to 12 day. Really? Uh, yeah, I can help you. I mean, I can, I do get I mean, my my work is to is 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 is, is literally that to predict waves, yeah. and sometimes I'm wrong a little bit of the time, but I'm quite happy to report that I think I'm mostly correct in in the in the framework that you can in terms of scientifically predicting. Right, right. You know, the science this certainly has become a lot more accurate, and um, it's amazing. Yeah, it's the the data, the way that. Um, there's actually two. There's two or three models out there: uh, the GFS, the Global Forecasting mm-hmm. System, and then there's a European one as well. That, and it's actually quite astounding. 
how and you know the funny thing is Ishmael is that you know in the military uh, you know sort of necessity is the mother of invention yeah. and th- th- sadly that necessity was often a militaristic one right. it's like can our troops invade Normandy what's the weather going to be like or you know when we go and attack this island what are the waves going to be like? When's the tide? What's the tide? How can we predict the conditions, the marine conditions at that point? And it's now become actually like a very freely available and accessible data source where you can make, uh, you know, recreational predictions, shall I say. Yeah. No, the, the science certainly is, is, is mightily impressive. Uh, a, mm-hmm. a few days ago, you posted a video forecast which tracked, tracked a string of uh, uh, mayhem of per- like pearls on a, on a twisted <laughs> nautical yes. necklace. Yes, I do. I'm afraid I do get a bit purpley prosish <laughs> with with the descriptions. No, we, we, we appreciate that. But uh, Steve, let me let me just um, uh, you know, I sincerely hope that this you know this, uh, the science becomes a lot more available to you and that you go on from strength to strength. But um, as I mentioned at the top, you know, Steve's one of those rare servers. Um, he's a very smart guy and um, just because he's a friend of mine I'm, I'm not saying that but you know thank you very much for coming on to, on, on to the show and uh, are we predict are we uh, you know let's just uh, two things uh, are we can you pre- predict any major storms anytime soon A and B what would you tell the surfers for the next uh, let's say a week so so funny enough I part of my latest video forecast was that there are three storms right the one came on friday and then the second one came this big one that hit us and then there was a third one but the third one actually dipped down below us but not before spewing out a really amazing swell so that swell is arriving on tuesday so uh yeah, and then and then there's obviously winter. We're going to get more storms, but um, that was my sort of focus was on those three storms. And um, but a high pressure system has now sunk down, um, unusually for winter, because and perhaps because of global warming. Um, so uh, the weather's going to clear up, but we're going to get this amazing swell on Tuesday. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> that sounds great. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for, for joining us. That was Steve Pike, editor and founder of wavescape.co.za, a surf reporter and author, journalist and lecturer.